Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessing that we have in Jesus Christ of our forgiveness of our sins through the blood of Christ that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity we have to celebrate together and to praise your name this morning. We thank you, Lord, for those who are joining us who cannot be with us. We pray that you would bless them in all the various conditions they find themselves today. Lord, this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Today we come and we set our eyes and our minds upon you. We ask that you might help us to truly understand what it is that you seek to do in our lives, that we might understand the deep work of God that comes by the Holy Spirit of God in our lives. We give thanks for all that we're going through. We give thanks for the things that are good. We thank you for the things that are hard and bad. We pray for the the grief of many of our people today who have gone through many sorrows and troubles and even this hour are in sickness and there is trouble and fear and all kinds of emotions in the lives of people today. We pray that you might help us to be witnesses for Jesus in our world. We thank you, Lord, that you are a great God. We thank you, Lord, for your compassion. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your patience with us. We thank you for your loving kindness. And today, Lord, we focus on thanking you for the great forgiveness of God that comes to all of us who will confess our sin and the joy and experience of having freedom being forgiven of our sin. Lord, we present our friends and neighbors to you today. Every one of us has someone on our heart and mind today or groups of people. We present them to you this morning as we gather in this place. And we pray that we might be the kind of people and this church might be the kind of church that we might honor Jesus in all that we do and that we might follow you with all of our heart and love one another as deeply as we can and tell the world about Jesus. So today now, Lord, bless the reading of your word and help us now as we look at your word and understand what it is you have for us today. How great you are in your forgiveness and we celebrate and we praise you for it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning. Good to see all of you here today. If you have your Bibles, if you'll find your place in Luke chapter 5, Luke chapter 5, these days we've been considering together for some amount of time and we'll continue to do so for a while. How great is our God? In the days in which we live, church, it is very important for us to set our minds on things that matter, to set our minds on things that will help us to overcome our troubles and worries and difficulties in our various lives. And we all have plenty of that today. I'm glad for all of our boys and girls who are here and they're bringing their Bibles and they're uh, coming to a worship service and singing praise and uh, listening to the Word of God and reading it together with us. So boys and girls, we're glad you're coming. And may the Lord bless all of the families and all of you who are here today and all of you who are listening. May the Lord bless you. We're, we miss you, but we're glad that you've joined us as you can. Now let's stand and read from Luke chapter 5, this story of the Lord Jesus as he healed a paralyzed man and forgave him of his sin. Luke chapter 5, beginning in verse number 17 is where we'll begin reading today. Luke 5, 17. One day he was teaching and there were some Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. 
And some men were carrying on a bed a man who was paralyzed. And they were trying to bring him in and to set him down in front of him. But not finding any way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down through the tiles with his stretcher into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven you. The scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this man who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But Jesus, aware of their reasonings, answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins have been forgiven you, or to say, Get up and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, He said to the paralytic, I say to you, Get up. Pick up your stretcher and go home. Immediately he got up before them and picked up what he had been lying on and went home glorifying God. There, they were all struck with astonishment and began glorifying God. And they were filled with fear saying, we have seen remarkable things today. Now, Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word and may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So today our focus is on verse number 20. When the Lord Jesus saw the faith of this, this paralyzed man to get to Jesus and his friends, he says, he saw his faith and he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven you. Oh, today we celebrate and think about this great truth. That Jesus Christ is the source of God's forgiveness for sin. So today I want you to think with me about the greatness of God in how He forgives sinners of their sin. The greatness of God in how He forgives sinners of their sins. Oh, we've considered His great compassion. We've considered His great grace. We've considered His great patience with us. We've considered His great love, His great kindness. But today we celebrate this wonderful truth. You cannot be saved without forgiveness from God. And you cannot remain saved without the forgiveness of God. The forgiveness of God is at the heart and core of living our life with Jesus Christ. And so today I want us to think about it. I wonder as we begin this morning and, and think about forgiveness. When was the last time you personally in your spiritual life paused in your praise and honor of the Lord, in your quiet time, in your time with the Lord, and you praised God for His wonderful forgiveness towards you. Think for just a moment about how God has forgiven you in your life. Consider where you were when Jesus Christ found you and you were saved, and for the first time you experienced forgiveness of your sins, the forgiveness of God that came in your life. Remember what it's been like when there have been times in your life when you've not lived for the Lord as you should. You've not done the things that are pleasing to God. And as a result of that, you've, you've been convicted of it. You've, you've, you've know that things haven't been what they ought to be. Some decision you've made, something's happened in your life. 
and you feel a separation from God because of your sin, and you've gone to the Lord, you've confessed your sin, and experienced the joy of forgiveness from God. Every person in here has the same common experience if you go to the Lord. You experience forgiveness from God. There's not a one of us in this room, surely, who would say, I don't need forgiveness from God. You see, the question today for all of us is to consider this glorious truth that God is glorified. Oh, we benefit from the forgiveness of God. But God is greatly glorified because He is a God who forgives. God is greatly glorified. He is honored. He is lifted up. He, ex he is exalted because He is a God of great forgiveness. And did you know that this is what God chooses to do, my friend. This is for us to understand if we're to understand the God whom we follow through the Lord Jesus Christ. And all forgiveness comes only through the Lord Jesus Christ and what He has done for us. Well, I have several observations that come from these verses. And this story is very familiar to most of you. Knowing most of you, you've heard this story most of your life about the paralyzed man and his friends who dropped the paralyzed man down in front of Jesus, as we just read. We're all familiar with these words. But the question for us today is to consider the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive our sins and for us to live in the joy and victory of that forgiveness. So I have these observations for you today that I'll quickly talk about with us just from the text today. First of all, seeking sinners come to Jesus Christ for forgiveness of sins. Secondly, the Lord Jesus Christ forgives the sins of those who repent and believe in Him by faith. Third, the Lord Jesus Christ is the only one who can forgive sins because He is God in flesh. Fourth, the Lord Jesus has complete authority, complete authority to forgive sins by His death on the cross. And finally, the forgiveness of sin comes immediately when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of our sins and believe in Him by faith. Oh, may today your heart be warmed in these times that will really cool off our heart. You know, that's what's going on around us. We're in a time in which it's so easy for the winds of the world to cool our heart down. Don't look at the things of the world and be troubled, look to the greatness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Follow Him as you have from the beginning. Seek to follow Him. Stay in the Word of God. Speak to Him deeply every day. Worship and glorify God in your life. And may the Lord warm your heart today because of this great truth of His great forgiveness of our sins. I wonder today, surely you have all experienced the forgiveness of God in your life. Surely you have experienced it, but in case you have not, some may be here today and you've never experienced God's forgiveness. Well, may today be the challenge for you that you might come to the Lord and say, I must be saved, I must be forgiven of my sins. Well, first of all, notice again in these early verses, beginning around verse 17. In fact, if you go back to verse 15, the news about Jesus was spreading everywhere. And there were large crowds that were gathering, verse 15, to hear the Lord Jesus and to be healed. That's they were coming for two reasons. 
The crowds were coming as Jesus was doing His ministry on the earth, and they were coming to hear what Jesus had to say, and also to many of them to experience healing of their sicknesses. Well, there were others who came in verse 17. While the Lord was teaching, and there, these great crowds were coming to hear Jesus, and also many were being healed, now we have this group of religious leaders the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. And they were sitting there as the Lord Jesus was teaching and observing what he was doing. They'd come from villages of Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem in verse 17. And the power of the Lord was there upon the Lord Jesus and he was healing many in the area. But there, were, there was another group of men while this great crowd had gathered to hear Jesus they were bringing their sick to be healed, and these religious leaders had come to listen to Jesus. Uh, we, we pick it up in verse 18, and some men were carrying on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they were trying to bring him in and to set him down in front of Jesus, but not finding any way to bring him in, verse 19, because of the crowd. They went up to the roof, and they let the man through the tiles, with his stretcher into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. You see, seeking sinners come to Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. Oh, many in the crowd came to hear Jesus, but they did not come seeking forgiveness of their sins. Many in the crowd came to, to critique Jesus and to listen to what he said and curiously to see what this teacher was all about but they did not come for the forgiveness of their sins. But this man, this man comes. We don't know. We know later here the Lord can and did. He was reading the minds of these religious leaders. He also knew what was in the mind because the Lord Jesus is God in the flesh. He knew what was in the mind and the heart and the desire of this dear man who was paralyzed, who was having to be brought by his friends. And we find this amazing story of this one who was so, so desperate to seek Jesus Christ. And the Lord says, the Lord says, you're forgiven of your sins. He did not say, friend, you're healed of your being paralyzed. He said, you're forgiven of your sins. This is the condition we must all think about today. This paralyzed man came, physically paralyzed, but sinfully paralyzed. A few chapters over in uh, this same book, in Luke 7, a woman comes to Jesus and she's, uh, she's experienced somewhere in the past the wonderful thing of the Lord Jesus dealing with her. She comes weeping, she comes crying, she's, in, she's at His feet and her tears are getting on his, on his feet and she starts wiping them away. You remember this was in the Pharisee's house. The Pharisees were critical that Jesus allowed this woman to touch, uh, to touch him. And, and she comes, but her sins, which are many, Jesus says in verse 47, they are many, they have been forgiven, and she loved much. And he who loves, he who's forgiven little, loves little, Jesus said, and your sins have been forgiven you. The Lord said this to two different people. You see, lots of people don't want their sins to be forgiven because they don't believe they have any sin. The self-righteous don't have sin, they think. They're fine. They already have a relationship with God. It's everyone else who has sin. They don't have sin. So there are many who do not seek forgiveness from God because they don't believe they have 
They have a need for forgiveness. There are others who are seeking other things in their life. They're not seeking the forgiveness of God. That doesn't seem to be a priority like other things. They, they think that God's going to overlook their sinfulness, so they don't need forgiveness. Somehow, in some way, by the time they die, God will somehow wash it all out and it'll all be fine. There's no need for the forgiveness of God. They excuse their sinfulness. So many were surrounding Jesus, but they had not come for the forgiveness of their sins. This man, in this most desperate condition, came to be forgiven of his sins. Have you experienced in your life the misery that comes from a convicted conscience because you know you've done what you should not have done. You've gone where you should not have gone. You've said what you should not have said. And your conscience along with the word of God convicts you of it. And you're in misery about it. But will you come to the Lord and admit and confess your sin? You see, only those who seek forgiveness from God experience the forgiveness, the forgiveness of God. This is such a very important principle. Rather than sitting, he was seeking, this man, he was seeking to experience the forgiveness of sin. That must be the greatest quest of all people who come to their senses about their condition. And every one of us have friends we work with, Neighbors that we live around who need to hear from us how we have experienced the forgiveness of God. They need it in their own life. They need His forgiveness. How much better would it be for you and I to say, look, the Lord has forgiven me of my sins and He will forgive you of your sins if you will come to Him and confess your sin and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, the Lord does forgive the sins of those who repent and believe. We already are seeing it. He saw His faith, verse 20. He saw the faith not only of this man, but the faith of his friends. These men coming, seeking to bring this man to Jesus. And he says, your sins are forgiven. The word forgiven means in the Greek language to release or to send away. Your sins are released from you. They're sent away. This is only something that God can do. There are many of us in this room today who have claimed that God has forgiven us of our sin, but we continue to, con to carry in our life our own pains and miseries from past sin. We will not leave them with God. We keep bringing them back up. But you see, when forgiveness, forgiveness comes from God, it is a releasing and sending away by God. It is a pardoning of our sin. It is a release from our sin for some of you, my dear friends. I talk with our people all the time. Through all of these ministry days of my life, people say, I just can't seem to get over what I have done. I did this thing. I went this place. They, they cannot seem to get over their past sin. And the question is today, are you living in the same condition? You see, the Lord saw their faith and said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. These words are kindly words from the Lord. He says, friend, friend to the paralyzed man, friend to the most, to the most incapable man of doing anything for himself. Friend, your sins are forgiven of you. Well, we learned from Peter when he was preaching to the Gentiles in Acts chapter 10. Speaking of the Lord Jesus, he said, of whom all the prophets 
bear witness through His name that everyone, listen to the Word of God, everyone who believes in Jesus receives forgiveness of sin. Everyone who believes in Jesus receives forgiveness of sins. Where does my life start with Jesus? When I come to Him and confess my sin, when I come to Him and admit that I am a sinner and I believe by faith that He is because of what He's done on the cross and because of who He is, He will save me from my sin. A life of forgiveness begins in my life. And that life of forgiveness now coming to Christ and being saved as a sinner, I live as a saved sinner by grace that God gives in forgiving me over and over and over because I know there's still remaining sin in my life that comes in my life all through the days. So I must find my way to live joyously and experience the forgiveness of God. Oh, hear the words of Jesus. Friend, friend, friends. When you've come to Jesus, He sees your faith. He hears your repentant heart. He looks at you and says, your sins are now released. The Lord Jesus is the only one who can forgive sin because He's God and He's the only one who because of His authority as God and because of His death on the cross can give forgiveness. So these religious leaders hear His words, verse 21, and they ask the right question. Who can forgive sins but God alone? That's the right question. There are some today who think, well, if I'll just change my circumstances, then all of my feelings about these past things I've done wrong will go away. They try to live over and live around the troubles in their mind of relationships and other situations. They've done things which are not right. They've never confessed them. They've never tried to make them right with God. And so they try to uh, somehow convince themselves that they don't need forgiveness. But these men, they knew the Word of God, and they knew that the Old Testament teaches clearly that only God forgives sin. Only the Lord can forgive sin. Only God has the authority to forgive sin. And so they ask this question, who is this man who even forgives sin? We've uh, referred to it many times together in these morning times when we've been thinking about who God is, back to what He said about Himself in Exodus chapter 34. What did the Lord say about Himself in Exodus 34? He said, The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, full of loving kindness to thousands. And He also said of Himself, He was the one who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin. That's who we're dealing with here. The one who has the authority to do it. Who only God can forgive your sin, my friend. You must understand that today, He is the one who pardons all our sin. No matter when, it was, no matter when you, con you committed those sins, no matter how you did it in the past, if you will come to the Lord Jesus Christ, He will forgive your sins. The Lord goes on to say, what is easier to say? Verse 23, your sins have been forgiven or get up and walk. So what do you need? Verse 24, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. That's it. Who has the authority to forgive sins? Only 
God through the Lord Jesus Christ will forgive our sins. So he says to him, get up, pick up your stretcher and go home. You know, the word of God speaks about the blessedness of forgiveness over and over again. I, I, I'll bring you to Psalm, uh, Psalm 32, 1. How blessed is the man or woman whose sins have been forgiven. How blessed is the man or woman whose sins have been forgiven. Oh, the blessed of God are the forgiven of God. Those who experience the wonderful joy of being released from their sin know this joy. What did the Lord say to the woman caught in adultery standing before him after all the accusers had gone? Go and sin no more, releasing her from her sinfulness and forgiving her of her sins. You see, as a result of the cross of Jesus, each time we think about the cross, we consider the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what did the Lord say himself? He said, this is the book. When we gather for the Lord's table, every time we gather for the Lord's table, the Lord says, this is the blood of my covenant, which is poured out for many, Listen, for the forgiveness of sins. What did Brother Steve just have us uh, read together and at the end, just as we finish singing praise to God? Ephesians 1, 7. In Jesus Christ, we have redemption, church. We have redemption through His blood. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ brings us salvation, redemption for our sins, the forgiveness of our trespasses. Whatever they may have been, whatever I have done, now we see that seeking sinners can come to Jesus Christ and be forgiven based on the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ as God in flesh who died for our sins. And then finally, the forgiveness of sin comes immediately. How often, how quickly we can have our lives turn from sadness to joy if we're willing as saved sinners to confess our sin to the Lord. Well, you see here we read these wonderful words in verse 25. Immediately, as a result of the Lord Jesus by His authority speaking to this dear man in His condition and saying your sins are forgiven, immediately, verse 25, He got up before the whole crowd and picked up what he had been lying on and he went home. And do you, did you see it there in your Bible? Verse 25. He went home glorifying God. There's nothing like the forgiveness of sin to lighten, to lighten your steps and to relieve the pressure and burden on your back and all of that fog and darkness and pain and torture in your minds. There's nothing like the forgiveness of God to experience how great it is. Our sin cannot nor will ever be greater than the forgiveness of God. My dear friends, to experience the forgiveness of God will change the direction of your life. You now live as a forgiven sinner, not a condemned sinner. To be forgiven by God, we experience God's forgiveness first. That is the most important forgiveness of all. We experience permanent forgiveness. Why would John write it? 1 John 1, 9. If we confess, he's writing about us who are believers, when we've gone back to sin, if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us. 
You see, it is the reliability and the justice and faithfulness of God to forgive those who come to Him and confess their sin. Oh, the great and wonderful forgiveness of God. It caused glory to God to come. The man glorified God. And then verse 26, they were all struck. The whole crowd, the whole crowd, including these religious leaders, they were all struck with astonishment and began glorifying God. And they were filled with fear, saying, we have seen remarkable things today. They saw a man publicly forgiven by Jesus Christ of his sins. And then they saw that forgiven man get up from his paralysis and walk home. Oh, the glory and the greatness of God's forgiveness. Well, just a few things that I'd like for you to consider uh, to apply these words, and I won't linger long here, just for a moment. But first of all, uh, we learn from these words so many great truths to remember. The first is this, repentant sinners become forgiven sinners. It sounds like a simple thing, but that's where our Christian life begins, and that's how our Christian life is sustained. When we repent of our sins, we experience the forgiveness of God, and the forgiveness of God stays with us. Repentant sinners become forgiven sinners. And God's great forgiveness for our sins comes only from the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, today as you leave this place, I hope that on this Lord's day, you'll find time to pause and say, Lord, thank you for saving me. Thank you for forgiving me of my sin. Even today, thank you for changing me, releasing me from all of this sin that's been in my life. I have been a great sinner and you are a great savior and you have forgiven me of my sin. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ for his greatness in forgiveness of sin. And and God's, God is truly glorified when he forgives sinners. I, I read this to you from Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43, 25, the Lord says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. It is to the glory of God to forgive sinners. It is to the glory of God to forgive sinners. It is to the glory of God for forgiven sinners to share with others the forgiveness that they've experienced, forgiven Sin is forgotten by God. The great forgetfulness of God comes in the forgiveness of our sin. The great forgetfulness of God comes in the forgiveness of our sins. Hebrews 8.12 For I will be merciful to their iniquity. Speaking of us who, who are saved. I will be merciful uh, to their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. Why do we continue to dwell and remember the sin in our life that we have confessed to God and He has forgiven and forgotten? Why do we do this to ourselves, my dear people? Why do we, why do we drive ourselves into despair about regret from the past when we have come to the Lord, we have confessed it to Him. We have asked Him to forgive us and to do whatever we can. 
whatever we can in those relationships, and yet we torture ourselves. You see, forgiven sin is forgotten by God. We must rejoice in the forgetfulness of God of confessed sin. And finally, great love for God comes from the greatly forgiven by God. You know, there's a real measure as to how much I can love God. You know, when I really understand how much the Lord has forgiven me, it brings in my heart a greater love for God. What draws me to prayer? What draws me to walk with God? What draws me to be faithful to Him every day, morning, noon, and night, all through the day, in thanking God? It is because of His great forgiveness for me. Consider today, my friend, God's great forgiveness of your sins. Those who greatly love God have been greatly forgiven by the Lord. Isn't that what He said? The Lord said about the woman to the Pharisees, Her sins, which are many, have been forgiven, and she loves much. Well, as we go our way today, what do we do? Well, we must turn from our sin and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you've never been saved, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Come to Him with that bundle and burden and trouble of sin. Bring it to Him. Confess it to Him. Admit that you've sinned in those specific ways. Trust and believe that the Lord Jesus will save you. And you'll be forgiven of your sins and be saved. And rejoice, my dear friends. Rejoice in this room. Rejoice as you leave in a joyless world. Rejoice in a joyless world. That the, the forgiveness of God has come in your life. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. You are a forgiven one. You are a forgiven one. How joyful we ought to be every day of our life. And go home and spend some time thinking about whatever things Paul said are true. Think on these things. Here's a truth that we can all think about. God forgives my sin as I confess to Him and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Free Full, complete forgiveness by the grace of God as a result of coming to Him. Psalm 85, 1, O Lord, You showed favor to Your land. You restored the captivity of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of Your people. The same is true for the church. You forgave the iniquity of Your people. You covered all their sins. Here in this room... All around us, we sit together today, and many, many of us who have known the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, we've experienced, not only for the first time when we were saved, but to this very moment, the covering of our sin, the releasing from our sin, and the forgiveness of God's, God's people but from their sins, so that we might be a forgiven people who glorify God. So the Lord said, seeing their faith... He said, best words of the day, best words of the day, friend, your sins are forgiven you.